everyone, and welcome to Aishapedia Uncut. With me, your host, Aisha, or as you may know me on social media, Aishapedia. Welcome to the finale episode of Aishapedia Uncut. It feels amazing to get to this point, especially after 10 episodes. This project has meant more to me than I could have imagined, and to have gotten this far has felt extremely cathartic. To end off the season, I thought I would commemorate it with a special guest. She's someone that I have worked with for almost a year and someone that I have learned a considerable amount from as a woman, as an entrepreneur, but mostly as a creative. Today, I welcome Jessica Amdur, or as you may know her on her Instagram and on her website, Jess the Creative. She's an extremely talented photographer and digital marketer that has worked with countless brands and influencers. If you had to see any image of mine from last year on Instagram, then you would have seen that all the photo credits would have gone and have been captured by the creative eye of Jess. On that note, I am so grateful to have you, Jess, on my finale episode of Aishapedia Uncut. Welcome to the podcast. But before we dive into our discussion, I wanted to ask, how are you doing? And how have you been trying to keep yourself creative during lockdown? Hey, Aisha. Firstly, I just want to say thank you so much for having me on today's podcast. It's been so good. Um, this season has definitely been an interesting one, especially during, you know, lockdown, being locked in, up indoors. It's not a great source of inspiration. And, you know, to be honest, in the beginning, it was quite overwhelming. And for a long time, I actually didn't do anything at all. Like, I was super unproductive and I was just getting used to this new way of life. Honestly speaking, like going to the grocery shop was like the most exciting part of my week. <laughs> but as time went on and, you know, the more time I got to spend alone, you know, in my thoughts, I almost just had like a surge of energy again to, you know, try something and, and be creative again. And the one of the things that I did, I decided to start a YouTube channel. I literally did it on a whim, you know, and I did the first recording that day. I edited it. I basically just did it without thinking. I think that was good for me because I tend to overthink things a lot. So each week I've just been challenging myself to think of a new idea for a video. It was completely new to me at first and honestly terrifying <laughs> and still is, but it's almost like I need needed that initial time to just breathe and rest mm. in order for myself to be inspired again, you know, to start something and, you know, to try something new. You know, as creatives, we can put such an immense pressure on ourselves to always be creating, to always be productive. And we actually forget how important it is to actually rest as well. Once I got that initial rest that I needed, I think that's what really got me inspired to start dreaming again and start, you know, thinking up new ideas. First of all, can I just say congrats on starting a YouTube channel? It's so hard to actually just put yourself out there and just realize like, okay, I'm putting myself on such a big platform and I've been watching your stuff and it's been so great. It's so informative but also so interesting. It's just so key to who you are as a person. What can we expect from this channel? Thank you so much. So a lot of it is going to be around photography as obviously this is one of my main passions. And, you know, I just love teaching people you know, things I know. So there will be a lot of tutorials, but I also don't want it to be just another photography channel. So I'll be sharing some more of my personal things like my faith, my personal relationship with God, things I'm learning. Um, I'll also be sharing some of my health journey. So I talked about like in my first video that I have an autoimmune disease. So I'll be sharing, 
you know, a little bit more insight into that. I just think that this platform kind of just allows me to be more open and honest, whereas Instagram feels more like curated, you know, like pretty pictures. And this feels more like I can just be myself. Lastly, I would just be sharing like some traveling and adventures. I love to just be spontaneous and go out and just take photos. Like in my next video, I'm actually planning to go to the canola fields in Cape Town. Oh my goodness, that just brings me back. And your travel photography is just amazing. I mean, not to make you remember all the good, amazing times, but pre-corona, like all your photos from Greece to Italy to Bali to like even just doing garden route. It was just amazing oh. <laughs> to see your photography. Like your yeah, amazing. Yeah. I can't wait to see what you do at the canola field. You and I worked together for majority of last year. And anyone who's listening to this, you'll see in any of my Instagram posts, I would have Jess credited at the end. But I would always say like Jess and I work together because you're a one woman show and you handle everything effortlessly. You capture, you direct, you work with your location, you handle post-production. And I always used to say to myself, wow, Jess does everything by herself. It's amazing to see how does she cope with all of this. And we used to sit and I used to watch you and you're like, I have this going on and this going on. But you did everything with a smile. As a photographer, I wanted to know what are the key aspects when it comes to photography for beginners? Because anyone out there who is, you know, on Instagram, they want to learn more and they obviously want to know how do they begin with photography? Okay, so I think the biggest thing I've learned, even if I just look back on when I was a beginner, when I was first starting out, I was really almost like obsessed with what kind of gear I'm using and almost that thought that I need to to get better gear or whatever. Hmm. Um, but now that I've, you know, had a few years in this industry, I just realized that it's not about having the best gear that makes you successful. It's really about who you are as a photographer, what you have to offer as a person, your eye, your unique flair to things. And then secondly, I would just say, don't be afraid to try things. Don't be afraid to fail. Because honestly, it's those things that push you to be better. Just get comfortable with being uncomfortable. I think that's what helps you really get going. I think that's really great advice, especially because everybody tells you it's not about the equipment that you have. It's not about, it's just about trying. Just make that first effort to start. I know like even with starting a YouTube channel, when people put it out there, they say, just start, you know, just begin because you never know where that's going to take you. And, you know, you have such a wide portfolio. I visit your website. You have a range of photography from portrait to landscape to wildlife to food to street to even long exposure. That's, I think, one of the main things that I loved about seeing on your Instagram. And I was thinking, hmm, I want to work with a photographer. And I just thought, wow, she's an all-rounder. She can literally deal with any kind of location, any kind of, you know, lighting settings or whatever I'm looking for. So which would you say, which niche really defines your style of photography and why? So, you know, I've actually always had this internal debate with myself about this. <laughs> um, initially, actually, when I started photography, I got a camera because I wanted to document my travel. But before I knew it, then I was taking my camera, mm -hmm. you know, wherever I would go. Friends got to know me as like kind of the, the person with the camera. My friends would ask me to shoot headshots for them or take their photos of the engagement or, you know, whatever uh, it was. And I would actually just never pass up an opportunity to shoot something. What I would describe myself as doing um, is just shooting people. You know, no two people are the same. If you took 
two people and you went to the same exact location, the shots will be completely different. And that's just because each person is so unique and so beautiful in their own way. They offer their own unique flair. Just hearing you speak right now and saying that everybody is, you know, beautiful and unique in their own way. It's just, it actually reminded me of the time we met for coffee and I was telling you, we sat down and I'm like, Jess, I, I don't do this professionally. So I this is my good side. This is my insecurities. Please don't highlight this. And I remember you were so calm. And during every shoot, when you would show me the images at the end of the shoot, hmm. I would literally feel like, I don't know where Jess gets these angles from, but she always makes me look so good. And I remember thinking, how do you do this? Because you just eased all those fears and you made me feel confident. What is the best way to approach models like myself that aren't ones that do this on a professional basis, that don't know what most models that work in this industry do? That's a great question. I would just say, honestly, communication is so key. You know, in order to make someone feel comfortable in front of the camera, you also need to connect with them, you know, and make them feel like a, it's a safe space for them to be themselves as well, because that's when you get the best photograph. I would also just say to make people laugh. And I would literally just say to them, okay, laugh. And then that would like almost initiate like a real laugh, you know? <laughs> And also just to communicate, you know, with them when something is is or isn't working so that they know that they need to improve. Because obviously, as you as a photographer, you're the only one who can see what you can see. Um, you know, the model or the person you're shooting, they can't see what you see. Yeah. So, you know, if it looks bad or if it looks awkward, you need to tell them, you know. <laughs> it's a two-way street and you need to kind of work together to produce yeah that great shot you're shooting someone and they feel like they're a bit mm -hmm. awkward just use movement so if you get them to walk around or you know walk towards you or jump or anything really <laughs> just get them moving and you know they'll start to loosen up and they won't be so awkward I remember with some of our shoots we would do a lot of like stepping shots or we would literally go and have props as well I remember props used to help us even if it meant like going to the creamery to get ice cream just so that we could have something in an another element into the shoot and I think just the most candid shots of you being like okay now smile or like laugh or like look like look excited at what you have in front of you you currently shoot with a Fuji film and I know on YouTube they say and what you've said that you know just start with whatever you have even if it's your phone even if it's you know just anything that you have how would you recommend choosing the best camera for you so I would just say try out different cameras. So a lot of camera shops actually offer a hiring service. So I would really recommend you actually try out the camera itself. And then I would also just say don't stick to the spec alone of a camera because I know they say it's important to have the right specs and all of that. But it depends on what you need and the best camera for you. So like for me, for example, I needed that something that was light in my hand. Mirrorless was a great option for me and that's why I went with food. Fujifilm. For other people, they would feel more in control with like a more heavier, a more bulky camera. So then like a Canon 5D Mark IV, for example, would be better for them. Hire out a camera that you're eyeing out just for like a week or something and, you know, see how you like it. I was fortunate enough to actually have a friend who had a Fujifilm and he, he allowed me to borrow it for a time. And then I would also just lastly say, go on YouTube. There's so many videos out there with reviews and, you know, people testing out. You're listening to Aishapedia Uncut and we'll be right back. But aside from being this incredible photographer, you have a social media digital marketing business called Sparrow House. You need to explain this name to me because I know you have a tattoo of a sparrow, if I'm not mistaken, and that's intrigued me. 
So the name is actually based on two scriptures in the Bible. When I decided to leave my job at the old agency I was working at, it was quite a scary and unknown season. People would always say when you become a freelancer, you should always prepare, like you should have two or three clients lined up. But you know, I didn't have any of that. And so I had no idea how I was going to make money. I had no idea how I was going to survive, basically. During that time, God actually gave me the scripture in the Bible, in the book of Matthew. And it talks about about how you don't need to worry about where your food or your clothes will come from because God even takes care of the birds and you are far more valuable than they are. It also says that you are worth more than many sparrows. And so birds became kind of like a symbol of God's provision in my life. When I had this idea to build my business, that image kind of came back to my mind. The part about the house, you know, sparrow house, the house has many Mm -hmm. rooms. And I felt like there were many rooms or sections to my business. So then the two together is Sparrow House. (laughs) No, that's beautiful. Your faith is something that's really kept you grounded and has helped you become the person that you are. So it has such a beautiful meaning to it. I've always wondered, I'm like, what's the sparrow? What does the sparrow mean? Thank you for explaining that. That just got a whole lot deeper than I expected. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I'm quite a deep person. I'm sorry. (laughs) There's always more to the story. And I think, you know, social media has allowed us to actually show more of ourselves and show more of our story and share that with others. But of course, it is quite a saturated space. And I mean, more and more, there's more and more influencers, more and more bloggers, more and more like digital marketing yeah. spaces. People are now, if, you, if, if you're not on Instagram, you're not known. How do you create content that stands out? Do you think that having a business on Instagram, like a digital marketing or being a photographer, do you think that it's a trend that will pass and only keep a few? Or do you think it's a sustainable career to keep for long term? I actually love drawing in- inspiration from other creators. It can almost become a toxic habit that we want to follow what's trending or what Mm -hmm. everyone else likes. If you keep trying to please people, you will actually burn out eventually. I think that fear is actually the opposite of being creative. We can become so afraid and we'll actually shrink back. And we'll we'll stop trying things, you know. The world does not benefit by you shrinking back. Don't be afraid to fail. We can actually learn from those failures. And, you know, I think that's actually what initially stopped me from starting a YouTube channel, for example. But I just had to remind myself again that, you know, no one can offer what you can offer. Your experiences in the world, the things you know, your skills and talents are so unique Mm. to you as a person, you know. I definitely think that, It is a sustainable career, you know, content creating and all that. Like, I just think about TikTok, for example. It kind Mm -hmm. of came out of the blue and we're seeing all of these amazing new creators and all that. It's just going to keep happening where new platforms are going to come out. Just reminding yourself that as a creator, you need to keep adapting. You should keep trying to, you know, form different streams of income and not just rely so heavily on one As we've seen in recent times, things can change in an instant. I mean, the virus itself has shown us that we've got a new normal coming our way and we have to sort of adapt to everything. I mean, even with, you mentioned TikTok, I just, I find it amazing that this app that started last year has now, you know, blown up and everybody's like, oh, have you seen this on TikTok and that on TikTok? And it's almost like now Instagram has also had to adapt and that's why they've now implemented Reels. It's amazing to see how even social media platforms now have to adjust to everything. Do you think you'd be starting a TikTok channel? I actually did start it, but... (laughs) Oh, I have to follow you there. Where are these like dance routines, Jess? Oh my word. Okay, so you will not see any dancers for me. I'm sorry. (laughs) 
I kind of wanted to show more like behind the scenes because I feel like people really love that. Yeah, no, I get you. And I think, like you said, it's all about adapting. It's all about trying. It's all about being authentic to yourself. And I think you've actually still kept who you are who you were last year is who you are today but you've always been yourself and that's what I think I really appreciated about you especially just being in your presence it's amazing to just see how you create things out of the box whether it's on Instagram whether it's on YouTube I mean your recent YouTube video with the papers flying everywhere and seeing you add layers on layers and I'm like wow Jess how do you do this it's one of the reasons why I'm just so glad that anyone who's listening has had the chance to hear the side of you to hear about yeah. you know the advice that you can give because there's so many new photographers that are willing to come on Instagram, but they don't know where to begin. They don't know where to start. To all our listeners, if you haven't already, please follow at Jess the Creative on Instagram and YouTube. I promise you won't regret it. The stuff she puts out there is just, trust me, it's not like every other photographer out there. It's stuff that you'd want to know. And especially if you are a creative that wants to learn more, where to begin with photography, finding your niche please follow Jess. You will not regret it. So thank you so much again for just being here. Thanks for having me. And I'm just so excited for you as well for this podcast channel. Like I'm just, I'm ready to see you go places. Oh, thank you, so, Jess. Yeah. I wish I could give you a hug right now. I know. <laughs> a virtual hug. <laughs> hope you enjoyed our finale episode of season one of Aishapedia Uncut. I would love it if you could take the time to rate and review this podcast with all your thoughts. If you still want to keep up to date with me, please feel free to follow me on Instagram at Aishapedia, where I'll give you all the updates, including any podcast updates. Thank you to all the guests of season one for making this project what it is and to you, the listeners, for taking the time out of your busy, busy days to listen. And hopefully I'll see you all soon. Bye.